With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. want to um, take Tony back in time just a little bit, eight years to be exact. Tony, do you remember what you and I were doing eight years ago? <laughs> uh you remember what we're 2010 no i was thinking let's start with last week my gosh we've been what? doing this crap for a long time well 14 years for this 15 show. years buddy I, 2003 so, minus 18 is 15 i choose <laughs> what was that no that's going in in the background laughing do, do you, be quiet, do you remember what we're doing eight years ago this on, on i know where i I know where I was. Who is that woman that keeps talking on the show? I don't see her. Is That's she behind a curtain in. somewhere else? Yes, she's it's, behind the curtain. She's okay. a voice behind it's the curtain. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I didn't go to that race, did I? It was a hell of a race. I did we, go to yes, that race. Knoxville. Yeah. No, no, no. We were at their wedding. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> the wedding of Jack and, and <laughs> my dad. Yeah. I don't know. You don't just, remember that? No. Dude, you have, I do remember, yeah. I have great pictures. There. Seems like you were in a maroon shirt. Do you remember that? I was much thinner then. Yeah, he we, was. We were all much thinner. We were all much thinner then. And yes, I even have the same picture, Scott. Do you really? Of you and of you, Tony and I, and um, Sarah and Sue. Right. We were all. We were all. We took all. We were happy. All then. Took a picture. We, yes, we were happy then. What happened? Uh, eight years went by. Okay. <laughs> and Marriage. That'll so, do it to you guys. Congratulations to Jack. And I had a kid. Eight ruined years. my life. Is Thank today, you. Is today the legitimate anniversary? Today is a legitimate anniversary. We've, wow. we've been married eight years, and she hasn't killed me yet. Mm-hmm. Give yeah, her time. She's working. Yeah, up a, I know. You're one of those guys that say lower your standards. Yeah, no, no, no. She's working up a strategy here <laughs> because she doesn't want to get charged with any kind of homicide. So, you're right. <laughs> well, happy anniversary to you both. I'm Thank so you. glad that you're in our life, lives, and uh, so glad you're part of what we do. I. I really could not imagine doing this show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Our next guest is uh, Shani Texter, who I just saw. I can't. I'm sorry. I just saw her racing on Saturday night and uh, in Springfield, and boy, she looked good. Shani Texter joins us on the Husqvarna. What's up, kid? How are you? <laughs> Oh, not much. Just back home, getting ready to go at it again this weekend. Yep, you're gonna what Pennsylvania local race for? Why, you. why are you not coming to Knoxville, Shanna? I mean, this is the race that really set you in 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 the racing world, um, set your name on fire because you won with your ponytail flying. Uh, I mean, you kicked butt on that uh, on that track at Knoxville. I was there to witness yeah. it. And I was so impressed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, 2011 and 2012, and then you know I made my first twins main event there as well. So that place is you know super special to me. So you decided to go ahead and race in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, you know it's it's cool to be back home though. Uh, you know, racing in front of all my family and friends, and okay. uh, at a racetrack that you know my grandfather raced friend cars at as well. So well, that, cool that 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 actually makes sense to me because. Um, I'll take I'll take family over anything. I honestly will. And if I can race in front of family with family, then that makes all the sense in the world to me. 
yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely cool, special having my family there. But uh, for me, you know, we we live life so much on the road with traveling to be able to sleep in your own bed the night before national. That's that's special. <laughs> that, Have you ever thought about taking the bed with you? Family. <laughs> yeah, take the bed with you. Put it in a trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still not the same, especially you know. Uh, six months ago, I purchased my first home, so it uh you know makes leaving home even tougher. It doesn't have wheels though, so it's uh. <laughs> Is it a motorhome or <laughs> not your first one to bag home? <laughs> Shana, the, the race is no. Saturday night. We were watching, and, and it's always good down there, watching that short track. Um, it, it seemed like there was a lot of crashes, though. Man, they hold a lot of people off. Is that typical? I don't remember being that many crashes at the spring. Matt George is right next to me. He's shaking his head yes, but uh, that's typical, <laughs> huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got 18 guys out there, 18. Or girls. Of them, yeah, or girls. But, yeah. um, you know, majority of them are underage and um are not underage but are under 18 so a lot of them are hungry ready to fight <laughs> right and uh to get into that first main event for a lot of guys i mean i think there was almost 48 entries trying to qualify for an 18 rider field so you know there's a lot of crashing that's going to happen in a little bullring like springfield and you know we saw that saturday night yeah pretty rough crashes a few of them and one one guy got like went clear, clear into the pit area wow and cleaned out a bunch of guys and it didn't look you're giggling but it wasn't that cool i mean i guess if nobody got hurt but i don't know the the, the extent couple dirt naps they took too a couple guys took a little while to wake up and and uh yeah it was just a little spooky i guess and uh i don't know yeah, I, no definitely i mean for me i you know, I, I saw a bunch of that stuff happening and, you know, we've had a lot of, you know, wrecks this year, you know, for a matter of fact, and, you know, a lot of guys have been super lucky, some not so much, but, um, you know, for me, the best way to avoid a wreck is trying and get a start and get out in front of it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I told myself Saturday night. I watched, watched my brother in the heat race before me get ran off the track in the, in turn one and two off the start. And I'm like, man, I don't not want to mess. That's scary. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. Wow. We're talking with Shana Texter, currently running in third place overall in the AFT, the American Flat Track Series, the singles class, uh, at least so far in 2018. How close are you to number two? Um, number two is, uh, you know, he's a little bit out of reach for me right now. I'm kind of in a three-way battle for third place. Um, you know, it's, I'm really satisfied with the year I've had so far. You know, two wins, multiple podiums on a, on a brand-new Husqvarna FC 450 that's new to our sport so um you know I've, I've gotten up to speed a lot quicker than I anticipated you know actually Saturday night is a short track if you go back and look at times the day started out slow and um you know we've progressively gotten better as the day went that was the first time I've ever been on a real short track with the thing and uh you know we we're fast it's kind of cool too I think I saw it on the mile on Sunday um, just the involvement with Husqvarna, you see Husqvarna easy ups and, and just, you know, signage and that kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, obviously with Indian getting all the attention, it was still cool to have some other brands have some, 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 uh, exposure there. Um, talk about your program though with Husqvarna and, and how that, how that came together and, uh, uh, who's helping you put it together. I mean, we've, we've covered it's almost it before, out of the blue, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, she, you mean Husqvarna? Yeah. yeah. Husqvarna is, you know, the official 450 singles uh, bike for our class. And, um, you know, they came to me, um, you know, it kind of came together. We've been talking actually since 
um, the last race of last year. Um, but it didn't actually come together. I didn't sign a contract actually until a week before Daytona. So I literally built a bike and uh, got ready for Daytona four days prior to the race, which is, you know, a huge feat right there in itself. And um, this year I formed my own team, uh, found, you know, my own mechanics, my boyfriend Briar's dad kind of helping me out. And then one of my one of my buddies who uh, worked at a, at a local Kawasaki shop came on board. So we're kind of a new team to the sport as far as knowledge. You know, I have the most knowledge on the team. But, uh, you know, we've, we've been jiving really well. And, uh, you know, most importantly, I'm just having fun and enjoying myself. And, uh, you know, I think that really is starting to show on the motorcycle. That's huge. Is that a scary thing when you say you have the most knowledge on the team? I'm just curious. Because if I said that, we'd be in trouble. Well, first of all, you'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, you have knowledge. You know, for me, I've been around the sport since I was born. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I grew up in the family business and, uh, you know, I grew up turning left, whether whether it was myself or my brother or my dad. You know, I've grown up in, in great, great flat track families. So thankfully for them, I've gained a lot of knowledge that, you know, boils down to if, if I make a mistake, it's it's all on me. So it's, it's not always a bad thing, but at the end of the day, sometimes you don't have anyone to blame either. <laughs> right. What did you think of that mile race? Was that exciting or what? Um, it was a little nerve-wracking for me, being that uh, <laughs> that my boyfriend was in the hunt, you know, yeah. forward with a chance to win his first-ever mile and get the Grand Slam. So I was kind of nervous. I was doing a little bit of double duty. I was doing um, some NBC Sports in race, um, and, commentating. And, <laughs> and screaming so, uh, at the same time. Yeah, so I was trying to multitask, watch the race, cheer for him, <laughs> and then also do the commentating. But... uh. You know, it, it was a fantastic race. Um, you know, I think it was probably the best race that they've had all year in the Twins class. And, uh, Damn you know, right. Ryan definitely earned that one. If any, if you guys haven't seen it on, on uh, was it fanschoice.tv or, or NBC, um, the, uh, the, 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 they changed, the leader changed twice in a lap sometimes, and it went over and over every lap. Somebody put, snuck it in there and was, was leading the thing, and, you know, a, a lap less, it would have been somebody else winning, and a lap longer, it would have been somebody else winning it, and and two laps longer, it might have been somebody else again. It was it was that good of racing, and uh, man, I tell you, it's. Um, but that's why they're putting people in the stands. I mean, let's face it, flat track today, as opposed to flat track 10, 15 years ago, is a completely <laughs> different animal. I would say flat track today versus four years ago oh, is a complete wow. a completely different animal okay. but 10 years ago there was still a good fan base and it's dropped off and now it's starting to come back they're climbing back and michael Locke and crew are doing a good job um i think um the uh the the, the indian has been i mean so here's my question and maybe shana you can answer this and matt maybe you can answer this uh jason you continue to be quiet please and scott too um just okay. kidding oh, wow okay. uh the the lap times on the xr 750s versus the indians now i know there's a lot of variables there's weather there's track condition that kind of thing riders i believe the lap the the, the lap record still belongs to kawasaki at the springfield mile right sound right to you guys yeah, I think okay so, so I, how does it compare it, it, it to the lap does okay how does it compare to the lap the lap times on the xr 750s before there was indian how do the Indians compare on lap times? Wow. Um, do you Matt? know, Shana? I, I honestly don't know that answer, but I can tell you that an, an XR750 will probably not be able to compete with an Indian 
What, what, um, what, what is Harley up to? I, I'm, I'm not. I guess I'm confused as to what their ultimate goal is. When Sammy Howard's in the way and he's getting lapped and people are screaming, "Get out of the way!" Yeah, you know there's a problem because yeah. the kid is completely it, talented. He's no yeah. longer slamming. He Sammy he is Howard. a massive talent, and and to watch that, I just felt bad for the kid. Now I mean, I'm just watching him go by, and he's Sammy full Howard. tuck, and he's just not. Yeah, it's not the rider. It's definitely tough, you know. I was Jarrett Vandercoy, actually, one of the factory Harley riders is at my house right now, and it's like, man, it's definitely a tough, hard pill to swallow watching, you know, him, you know, Brandon Robinson. He's won the mile twice there. Sammy Halbert, you know, and these guys are battling, you know, Brandon and Sammy were battling 17th and 18th, and, and Vandercoy is bragging about a ninth place finish. You know, it's, it's definitely a hard pill to swallow and watch these guys struggle. But, you know, they're trying to develop a production-made motorcycle. But what was wrong with the bike they had? That's the <laughs> problem I have with the whole thing, is that the bike they had was winning everything. They, they discontinue it. Indian enters the fray, and all of a sudden, Indian's number one. I don't get that. Why don't we go back to the same power plant? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot. You know, I don't know the ins and outs, you know, since I ride for Husqvarna. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, Vance and Hines is in charge. It's a, a totally different generation of people okay. building the motorcycles. So uh, so we're not going to get an answer out of you. That's what you're saying. <laughs> All right, Shana. Hey, continue. Good luck to your kid. We love you. You know that. And uh, oh, thank you. one of our frequent, frequent <laughs> guests, Shana Texter. Uh, Shana, thank you so much. Best to you uh, and your staff, your team, and your boyfriend as well. And your okay? brother. <laughs> thank you, guys. It's always a good time. There we go. Shana Texter to the pits. Uh, Scott Casper, Tony Wink in studio. Special guest Matt George. Jason Heitritter uh, from Western Power Sports is uh, joining us as well. He's the silent one in the studio. But when we come back, uh, more great guests waiting in the wings. Garrett Gerloff and Thad Duvall. Uh, that's coming up, hour number two of the program. You're listening to America's Motor Racing radio program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.